Hey, what's up, family? Season five, we are here. Welcome to the Struggles of Life podcast, finding purpose in the midst of your struggles. And I'm your host, Robert Claiborne. Again, this is season five. Wow, time is running. This is season five of a new series that we're in called A Sacrifice Worth Living. Episode two, part one. The lion's den. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay, now, so we're going to do this a little different. I'm being led by the Holy Spirit, so I hope that you will be along for this journey. Remember this. I don't know if it's going to be this entire season, but it's going to be based upon not only the world that we're living in today, but also looking at, looking back on back then, before Christ, how government was in place and how legislation, if you will, obviously put laws in place as they do now to hurt or hinder or set up the fall for God's people if they were unfaithful in by bowing down or compromising their belief in God and their faith. What's happening today, what's being imposed on us, Christians, little bit by little bit, conditioning us, little bit by little bit, because we're not aware, we're being passive as well, how things are shifting right before our eyes. And we're going to start in the book of Daniel, Daniel 1. We're going to watch how that unfolded and we'll be able to look at today's time, look at certain laws that are being put in place, certain things that's to hinder us in our faith and what we believe how is becoming a problem for them so they creating a problem for us for us who believe and speak boldly about our faith alright so walk with me Daniel 1 So we're just going to cover, so this is an introduction. I'm not going to read all of the introduction, right? Um, And then we're just going to read chapter one today. All right. So let's be led by the spirit. So uh, let's stand in agreement. Um, The Bible says that where two or more are gathered in Jesus's name, that he's in the midst. So let's invite him in. Let's come together in agreement, invite him in and may the Holy Spirit lead us and whatever need to be brought forth from what he speak through me and also your understanding and, and interpretations 
from what the Bible said the Holy Spirit has given you personally. All right. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, thank you for this moment and time. We invite you in, Lord, and have your way. I pray that you give us understanding from the clarity that we're seeking you for in your truth and make may it be super clear and may you give us the boldness to adjust accordingly because we are now aware due to being informed from your truth, from your word. And may we come together in unity every single day, one by one, in you. And when we do come together physically and in the spirit, that you will be glorified for all the changes that will be made due to us not willing to bend or break or compromise in our faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. <clears throat> Daniel's book is designed to teach how the entire period of Gentile rule from Daniel's day to the second coming of the Messiah to set up his kingdom should be viewed. God used the nations to bring judgment and discipline on Israel. In his own life, Daniel also illustrated <clears throat> excuse me, how the people of God were to live, showing what faithfulness to God and his kingdom agenda looked like even when undergoing his discipline. The book includes prophecy as well as prayer, apocalyptic visions, and insight into spiritual warfare, all of which teach that God's people are under his sovereignty even when circumstances on earth do not appear to be in their favor. Daniel shows that the God of heaven rules on earth even when earth seems to be out of control. Can we come into agreement that this world is out of control, but God is in control. So glory to God for that. <clears throat> Daniel's captivity in Babylon. <clears throat> Excuse me. In the third year of the reign of King Jehoiakim of Judah, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon came to Jerusalem and laid siege to it. The Lord handed King Jehoiakim of Judah over to him, along with some of the vessels from the house of God. Nebuchadnezzar carried them to the land of Babylon, to the house of his God, and put the vessels in the treasury of his God. The king ordered Ashpenaz, his chef, I'm sorry, his chief eunuch, to bring some of the Israelites from the royal family and from the nobility, young men without any physical defect good-looking, suitable for instruction in all wisdom, knowledgeable, perceptive, and capable of serving in the king's palace. All right, Israelites. Israel is God's people. We are God's people. All right? God delivered his people from Egypt, which you probably already know that, but if you don't, little bit of history. Um, he was to teach them the Chaldean, Chaldean language and literature.
The king assigned them daily provisions from the royal food and from the wine that he, he drank. So already trying to change his, his objective was to change his language, their language, eat the foods and drink the things that, that they sacrifice to their God. Speak the, their language. Eat and drink what they eat and drink. All right. So already trying to change their language, change how they think, how they talk, change what they eat. You kind of see where I'm going with this? Okay, I'll proceed. They were to be trained for three years. And at the end of that time, they were to attend the king. They were to be trained. Conditioned. Among them from the Judahites were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. The chief eunuch gave them names. He gave them the name Belteshazzar to Daniel, Shadrach to Hananiah, Meshach to Mishael, and Abednego to Azariah. Huh, what do you know? Now, now they're changing their names, giving them names from their culture. They're trying to change their identity because the names mean something. Our names mean something. And if you look up which I have it written down somewhere. I didn't think to, you know, have those notes with me, but those names traces them back to God, each and every one of them. It traces them back to their heritage. They're God's people. So now we're going to change their names to the names that we're going to give them. We're changing their identity. Look in this world today. Okay. Uh, faithfulness in Babylon. Don't worry. We're not going to be much longer, but just, just walk with me through this. Daniel determined that he would not defile himself with the king's food or with the wine he drank. So he asked permission from the chief eunuch not to defile himself. God has granted Daniel kindness and compassion from the chief eunuch. Yet he said to Daniel, I fear my Lord, the king who assigned your food and drink. What if what if he sees your faces looking thinner than the other young men your age? You would endanger my life with the king. So Daniel said, to the guard whom the chief eunuch had assigned to Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Please test your servants for 10 days. Let us be given vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then examine our appearance and the appearance of the young men who are eating the king's food and deal with your servants based on what you see. 
He agreed with them about this and tested them for 10 days. At the end of the 10 days, they looked better and healthier than all the young men who were eating the king's food. So the guard continued to remove their food and the wine they were to drink and gave them vegetables. Hmm. Faithfulness rewarded. God gave these four young men knowledge and understanding in every kind of literature and wisdom. Remember, he said, change their language and literature. But God gave them knowledge and understanding in every kind of literature and wisdom. Who's our source? So no matter what, God is in control. Daniel also understood visions and dreams of every kind, and you'll learn how that will how that will play a key factor in Daniel's placement in the palace and also how his faithfulness to God would change things as it will do the same for us, no matter how out of control this world appeared to be, because it truly is. And no matter who it seems like is in control, man, God is in control and is going to unfold and play out exactly how he need and want it to. But us as his children are not to compromise not to give in but to remain faithful at the end of the time that the king had said to present them I'm sorry at the end of the time that the king had said to present them the chief eunuch presented them to Nebuchadnezzar the king interviewed them and among all of them no one was found equal to Daniel Hananiah Mishael and Azariah Remember, God gave these four young men knowledge and understanding in every kind of literature and wisdom. Yet these other young men went through that whole, the literature and the language and, and feed them this and give them that. But they like, nah, we, we're not going to defile. Daniel was like, no, I am not going to defile myself. And because they were, you know, the other three Hebrew boys, they were from the same place. They were granted the same courteous and kindness that Daniel got from the chief eunuch. So they began to attend the king. And every, and every matter of wisdom and understanding that the king consulted them about, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and mediums in his entire kingdom. Daniel remained there until the first year of King Cyrus. Look at God. Remain. We are to remain faithful. It's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. We will be tested. We will be challenged. 
but even to death. What the three Hebrew boys was presented, was threatened with. They said, no, they, they are not compromising. And then that's when we learn about Daniel and the lion's den and the three Hebrew boys and the, and the, um, um, and the, um, um, the furnace, the fiery furnace, if, if my memory serves me correctly. But, and you think about, wow, like they, they went out like that. No, they were willing to go out like that due to their faithfulness to God and not willing to compromise. And we're going to see what God do in each and every one of those situations in the chapters to come. So right now, um, we come to a conclusion that was just to scratch the, the surface. To raise mm -hmm. awareness. Because we can't just boom, dive all in. We can't dive in and just cover the whole thing. No, we need to go through this bit by bit by bit so we can swallow it and digest it. And let's pray on it. Let's pray on it and ask God to give us understanding to our own ability to where it makes sense to us because you may understand much more than I'm able to understand you might be able to receive much more at one time than I'm able to receive at one time and you you grasp it all but I might need smaller pieces to chew The Apostle Paul calls it spiritual food, spiritual meat, milk Christians and meat Christians. So let's go to God and, and ask for that. Father, we thank you for the introduction the small pieces small pieces of meat from your word of, of your word help us understand to our understanding each and every one of us Holy Spirit, I ask that you would take what we've read to each and every one of us and help us grasp it. From that, speak more in revelation from your truth to make us aware of what's really going on here in this world. That there is a, a agenda being pushed on your people. There is a conditioning of the mind 
that the spirit of the Antichrist is and always have been here. And that the legislation is being influenced by it. Maybe not all, but those who are putting laws in effect that opposes your standards, opposes your intention for governmental implications, your laws, and what you have put in place. They're being broken, they're being rejected, they're being denied, they're being mocked, they're being casted out. At the same time, I ask that you will forgive them and forgive us. For our own way of denying, rejecting, and mocking what you have already put in place, what your standards are, according to what we think, feel, and how we want to do and live our lives that is opposed to you, that does not glorify you. Your word says, in all things you do, do it unto the glory of God. We've all we're all guilty in our own way. Your word said that we all fall short of your glory. But help us starting today to lock in focus on what you have created us to be. Contribute to this world as kingdom citizens. Underneath you, we ask that you forgive our sins, our pride, our arrogance, our disobedience, our rebellion, our sinfulness, and receive us back and help us move forward in wisdom and understanding of our place here. Empower us to be faithful, never to compromise, no matter how hard it's going to get. Because it's going to get worse. Help us to remember to fix our sight on the author and the finisher of our faith, Jesus Christ. And even if is to death. May you be glorified always. You have created us for such a time as this. Have your way with us. Prepare and equip us for what's to come. Empower us to do in those seasons to come. 
We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your grace, love, and your favor and your forever, everlasting goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. My brothers and sisters, all love and um, next week, we're going to move forward. If God wills, until we meet again, stay strong in the faith. And by all means, if you're able to, go read the book of Daniel yourself. That way, as we cover this together, we are in sync with one another in the spirit. That will further help our understanding and awareness to the times that we're living in, what to expect, and be empowered and courageous and bold in times as of now and times as to come for the glory of Jesus Christ. I love you guys. Stay blessed. Peace.